hi, saying hi, hi, one, two, to the two hi. listeners we have. Say no, hi, one, two. we've got more than that, don't we, Jimothy Chocolate Chip? One, two, thank you for listening. One, two. Mm, I mean, Jimmy's a good boy, but let's just see how long it takes for Jock to be a fucking idiot. Start chewing something, start barking. Oh, I could think a car door closed four streets over Jock. You might as well bark at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. My hay fever is atrocious today. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know why? Because I haven't vacuumed in a few days. I, I was getting into a good rhythm where I would vacuum. And as we know, you do all the housework. No, in you this don't. House. No, 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 no. You do all the cooking. No, that's the way I keep it. No, I no, keep no. a I keep a strict household in this place. <laughs> but I do try and vacuum every two, three days to kind of combat the hay fever, and I haven't. Hmm. And we've two dogs here. Yes, Jimmy. Jimmy's on my lap trying to get scratch scratches. Like he's pulling my hand with his paw to his yeah. chest. Like we, doesn't understand. When we're recording, energy. we've just got a Thelma and Louise. The dogs. We've just got to. We've just got to. <laughs> we've got to put our hand in eat the other one's hand and then drive off yeah. the cliff. Just ignore them. <laughs> just ignore them for half an hour, and then they will get all just, of our uh, attention for the rest of the I day. Just want to scratch scratch. I mean, I mean, you scratch scratch me for hours yesterday, and it wasn't enough. It's Jim. It's never enough. That's the problem. Never, it's never, never enough. Never, never, enough. No, that's terrible. What's been going on, Stiggs? Um, well, yesterday I got a tattoo you of did get my a puppies. Yeah. Not my boobies. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> puppies. I'll put it on Instagram. Uh, I got a, uh, you know, Deirdre died in February and I'm still filled with the sad loss and trauma of it. And I just wanted to get a little outline of Jimmy and Deirdre. Um, and it's a picture of when she was a puppy. Because that's how I always remember her. When she We got her when she was like eight weeks old. And um, she's like they're sitting in the doorway watching Celia cook. Mm. And just the way the shadow kind of, you know, goes on, blah, blah, blah. I'll post it on Instagram. So anyway, that's how I always see her. And I just got a little tattoo. And then when the, when they, um, the chick finished, she goes, she was Polish. And she goes, she, oh, God, how can I do this voice? Um, <laughs> she was like. Do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, she was like, there you go. All your. Um, now your babies are with you forever. Oh, God. Well, Wherever you go. Welcome to Australia's number one comedy podcast. This is... <laughs> <laughs> My dog died. I'm still sad about Should it. Should we just watch it real quick anyway. with uh-huh. Damien Dickhead Gibson? That seems to be catching on. <laughs> and Kelly... No big whoop No big sticker. whoop. Want to fight about it for sticker. <laughs> Want to fight about it? This is the only podcast on earth where a couple who are engaged talk about movies and or TV shows that they force the other one to watch this week. Although that premise has kind of flown out the window a little bit. Um, The only podcast in all tens and thousands we're of podcasts. The only podcast the only where a couple one. talk to each other. A couple? Mm-hmm. They talk about movies and TV and stuff. Yeah. The only one. There is – look fact, for it. You can't find we, it. I think we might be the only podcast about movies and TV on the internet. Uh, the only one. Mm. Look for it, okay? Prove me wrong, Lisa. Prove me wrong. <laughs> we are the only one. So I don't know where you're going to go to hear about, you know, TV and movies. Yeah. Because there's nowhere It's not going to be on the fucking internet, no. dickhead. Fucking <laughs> – Google – well, what, are you going to go to your precious internet precious to find it? Google. Oh, 
okay, Google. No, don't, don't go off. Okay, all the Google stuff. Ah, well, stuff. I'll just Google it. Shut up, nerd. Like, I'm telling you, we're the only podcast. Jock, talks, get away from the recorder. Jock's on the podcast now. Nah, he's get away. No, engineer he's, Jock. No, he's got his stupid big fucking Scottish dog nose, <laughs> sniffing and sniveling away, all wet and drenched. Can't we just call just, him engineer Jock? No, he's going to ruin everything. Like it's just not him, ruin everything. Stupid! Look at him. He's look. He's got his nose on the buttons. It's not good. He's like he's his nose has just touched the levels. Jock, piss off. I love him, but piss off. You don't love just, him. You play favourites with dogs. It's yeah, do. crazy. When yeah. Deidre was with us. Deidre. 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 You say Deidre. When so Deidre was it's with Deidre. us. It's Deidre. 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 It's Deidre. Deidre. Yeah, that's right. Deidre. Deidre Chambers. When Deidre and Jim were both around, you hated Jim. No. Yes, you hated no, Jim. Jim had an and attitude. And the reason why he loves me so much now is because he would have to run to me because his mum didn't pay any attention to him. No, incorrect. And now that Deidre has unfortunately left us, Jim is your favourite and any other dog that walks through the door, no. you hate. You're wrong. Except for Eddie, the um, street dog that we looked after for a few weeks that was here on yeah. one of the episodes. Go back in the archives and listen to it. <laughs> When we were young and fitter <laughs> and more handsome, wearing our Buddy Holly glasses, like <laughs> yeah. at the Ed Sullivan show. When I used to have a beard, remember yeah. that? Oh, oh, so God. long ago. Gross. Whoa. Um, no, listen, listen, wrong. I'm listening. All right, listen. No, I promise I'm listening. Yeah, good, right? Because Jimmy, when Deidre was around, mm. Jimmy would have behaviour that was, um, he would bully her. She was a special needs dog. Uh, you know, she would have seizures. She couldn't fucking see half the time. Um, and when she was at her weakest, he would sometimes try and uh, – because the thing is, when you get a pack of dogs, the female normally is the leader, right? Okay, Jock wants to come up. Okay, come on, Jock. Come on. Come on. Um, the female is normally the leader. So even though she was a puppy when we got her, she became bigger than Jimmy and she was able to – you know, push him around a bit physically. Mm. And then whenever she was like having a seizure or something, he would try and maybe go her because just to kind of go, yeah, I'm the boss again. And I didn't like his attitude towards her when she was not well and stuff. That was why, um, you know, that was why I was – and I was pretty like when Eddie was here, I was pretty like soft towards him too because mm. Jimmy sometimes um, has behaviour with other dogs where – He's really he can be really fun and playful with other dogs, mm. um, and he's really good. But if the other dog, like say Jock, is relentless and wants to play, Jimmy gets fed up of it and he wants to be left alone. But if the other dog doesn't want to play at all, Jimmy won't leave him alone. Yeah, and he's and he's you know can be really annoying. I mean, he's my favorite right now because Jock can be really annoying. But for some reason, Jock's just jump on the couch with me now. He never jumps on the couch with me. But I think there's a battle going on because Jock wants to be big dog. He wants to be top dog. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is the only reason why Jock's on the couch with me. Yeah. Well, Jimmy's guess what, too. dickheads? I'm top dog. I'm her favorite. So sucked in, yeah. dickheads. Yeah. Hey. Damien's my favorite behind Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to tell the kids about um, finishing your new job? <laughs> Is it? Maybe I'll wait until my annual leave gets paid out. <laughs> <laughs> They're don't, not going to listen to this shit. I don't and know. And even if they do, who cares? 
Oh, maybe another, maybe I'll wait a few weeks and I'll no. tell you. I'll wait, I can't say where I, where I did work, but I did work for a government organisation and I'm going to another government organisation. She worked for ASIO. Yeah. Uh, so I'm starting a new job in a few weeks with a very good pal of mine, Rose Bishop, who's a comedian, who's really great, really funny. So that'll be nice that I'll be working with uh, with them. Um, but that office is going to be a laugh. A I know it's going to be so funny. It's like, be can you so imagine? Funny. You guys are just going to be cracking jokes oh all the time. Oh my god! Like, I can't even. It's going to be like people are going to be like, "Is this a comedy club?" Yeah. Like, you guys keep on making jokes about your period out loud. It's funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I uh, finished up Gross. with another job. Uh, I'll wait. I will talk about it. It's, it's, mate, it's, it's funny. There's a few things that happened on my last. You don't have to mention your workplace just to talk about what happened. Just talk about the morning tea. Come on. <laughs> tell them the story. <laughs> the afterthought morning tea. So, I... Uh, so I gave notice. I've been at that job for five and a half years. Uh, I gave notice and um, there was another morning tea for someone else that was leaving. Mm. Um, so it already gives you an idea of yeah. the kind of place we're talking about. Okay. So someone was There's leaving. There's a queue for leaving morning teas. <laughs> <laughs> so someone was leaving and they were leaving on like the Friday. So we were having a morning tea for them on the Wednesday. I wasn't leaving until the week after. So basically, like, you know, it was like, hey, we're having some more tea for this person. So I, like, went home the night before and I made cupcakes for for them and, you know, and then in the morning I, like, helped set up. I put a big sign up saying good luck, blah, blah, blah. At this stage just thinking you're a guest at this morning too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I set up everything and then, you know, people started trickling in and as people started trickling in, one of the other workers started putting up, um, adding another sign to the already good luck sign. <laughs> that I I had put up for this person leaving mm-hmm. and it was just another, another piece of paper on the wall that said, and Kelly. <laughs> and um, So you've gone away, come back, yeah. and the good luck sign that you've put up on the wall. Yeah, good luck, say, let's call him Jane. Good luck, Jane. I put up a big sign and, you know, blah, 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 and then someone else and has then printed. And you've come back and yeah. in blood underneath it, it says, <laughs> it says and, and Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, and it, in feces, someone grabbed it. It definitely out of felt pants like an afterthought. Like I don't know why they. Oh, couldn't you reckon? Have, yeah, I don't know why they couldn't have done a morning tea the week I was leaving, but they just decided to put them together. Um, after and five and a half. After, after five, five and, and a half years, years of yeah. service as well. Yeah. It wasn't like you were in the. Yeah, and I'd done some stuff. Like I was, you know, I'd been on secondment as a team leader. I'd done, you know, training and. You know, I mean, if that's what they, they if that's what they want to do for me, then that's what they want to do. No what, big whoop. What right? was the gift that you got at that same morning tea? <laughs> I did get two. I did get uh, two nice gifts. No, that, no, we don't want to hear about the nice. Okay, gifts. Okay, so one person painted this really beautiful picture of me and the dogs. I just said I don't want to hear and about then, the nice. No, gifts. no, no. I think it's important. And then it was beautiful. And then took a photo of me and some of the people that. I work with and put it in a frame and that was really lovely. So those two items were great. I was like, fantastic. And then the other item was a... Oh, really? Because when you got home, you said you hated them. No, I didn't. <laughs> Shut up. Um, and the other item, because like, so this is why I know that I was an afterthought because if they had waited till the Wednesday after, I went like... They had to wait until the next week when I was actually leaving. They could have had time to like, I don't know, like collect money, um, get me something nice. 
But that's okay. Look, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. Most people leave jobs and they get nothing. So whatever, right? I'm not looking at a gift horse in the mouth. I just think it's funny to talk about it. Um, anyway, so – but it's, I definitely feel like it's it's not the gift. Like I, I, I'm happy to leave with nothing. It's just the afterthought. It's just the whole – I'll just shove Kelly in with that one. Just shove her in. Who cares? Mm. Who cares? It's just going away. Who cares, right? That, And I know that some of the people I was working with commented to me going, hey, do you know why you were um, – like someone actually said, why were you added to that other person's going away? Why You're not an afterthought. Like you deserved your own. And I'm like, yeah, and I kind of felt really bad that I was kiboshing this other person's going away because that was theirs. You know what I mean? And mm. then all of a sudden I've like shoved myself in and I didn't like that. So I didn't like ruining her going away. And multiple people made comments like, why couldn't we do it the week you were leaving? Why were you shoved in? Why were you shoved in? And I was like honest. I was like, I don't know. Like maybe ask the management. I don't know. Because in a capitalistic society you're just a battery and no one yeah. cares about you. Maybe they didn't want to waste time with two Hello? morning teas over two weeks. Off? Huh? I'm joking. All right. <laughs> um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe they, um, you know, they were like, look, it's if we have to have a morning tea for everyone, it's going to chew up a lot of time uh, of work. And I'm like, fair enough, whatever. Again. Johnson, get in yeah. here now. I've been looking at the numbers and our productivity has dipped by 17.4%. It's all these good buy parties, man. It's fucked. And morning teas are up by 12%. Oh, I know. Well, that's good numbers. Something's up. That's good. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I Something's felt bad about that. Up. I know. And then the person who added the sign was like, <laughs> I, like, they were not, they were like, I was asked to print that out two minutes before the meeting. Yeah. Well, the, the morning tea. I'm imagining. And they were not okay with it. They were like, I don't think that's right. Like, they kind of questioned it. And then, yeah, like, they were very, like, I, they didn't say, that fucked to me, but I got the feeling that they were like, well, that's not right. I'm imagining the Anne Kelly in mm. like kidnapping lettering, like cut out <laughs> of a newspaper. Because <laughs> I couldn't even be fucked printing. I don't know. Like, I mean, look, it's nice to have a thought and blah, blah, blah. I just don't know why. It sounds like they the day before this morning tea, they sent out an email going, oh, we're going to do it for Kelly as well. No, the morning. I don't, well, it was the morning compared to the, like, from the person who printed. Anyway. Present, present, <sighs> present. So I was given a – because I like Frida Kahlo stuff and Mexican stuff. So they got me a planner that was like a Frida Kahlo planner, which is really nice because I do like that stuff. Hmm. But unfortunately, the planner is a 2023 planner <laughs> and it's August, which, I mean, I get it. Like, Well, you're going to have a highly organized last four months of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like I appreciate that it was for something that I liked, but – it's, it's August. Like it's eight oh, months man. into the year and you got me a planner. Well, you can plan your Christmas shopping. <laughs> it's just um, – and then, yeah, and I got some bath bombs and we don't have a bath. Uh, thanks for all your hard work, Kelly. Here's a 1989 The yeah. Batman The Motion Picture Planner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Look, whatever. I mean, I'm sure at some stage I will use those bath bombs and the planner was a nice thought, but I can't really – I mean, I can use it for four months. Here's your 1974 Kramer yeah. versus Kramer planner. I just don't know why they shoved me into someone else's going away. Because they're lazy and who cares? Like, you know, yeah, I don't like, – yeah, I just was like – it was disappointing 
because I was like, oh, I thought I meant more to people. And maybe, I, and that's the thing, maybe I do, but in the scheme of like in a workplace, people don't know how to show their like. No, I think it's just a reminder that no matter how much you think your work cares about you. They don't. They don't. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the movies. Uh, uh, you really wanted point. me to talk about that, didn't you? Yeah, I just think it's a funny Yeah, it's story. really funny. I When I was like, because I was showing pictures to my mates. And it's also like an anti-capitalistic yeah, story, you know what I mean? So I'm like. I'm not getting a vax, funky. We're essentially no. the Rage Against the Machine of podcasts. <laughs> it was funny. When I was showing pictures to mates, like people were dying. People were laughing so it's much. Like, it's, it's like, here's a, I got some beautiful, like beautiful bath bombs. Like they look like they cost you know a little bit of money, and they they were lovely. But I don't have a bath. Mm. So we, we do have a bath. We have a no. We have a weird spa bath that can't fill. So what I can't really can't use fill? them. What are you talking about? Oh, here we go. There we go. Dogs are barking. Um, because there's no water pressure in the bathroom. So if I wanted to have a bath, I can't. You're like, making our house sound like it's the hotel from The Shining. You can absolutely. How fill long the will bath it take for me to fill that spa bath? Oh, anywhere between one seven to hours, one to three days. Yeah, exactly. So I can't really. There's no proper bath here. Like I need a bath. Like when I lived in um, Q, that oh, was a bath. Here we go. Now that was a bath. Oh, when I lived with Celia, I was happy. When I lived with <laughs> Celia, someone listened to me. Yeah. When I lived with Celia, I felt like I had a friend in the house. Yeah, I got a friend, Jimmy. Whatever. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. Um, we have two items on the menu. One is The Flash. The other is a little film. You may have heard about it. Just a real indie film. Called Baba. Bobby. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Just read my notes here. <laughs> uh, what should we talk about? Whichever first? one you want. Let's get the flash out of the way and then we can talk about Bob's. Okay. Uh, I think the flash is good. The end. <sighs> Great. Uh, join us next week. Uh, so <laughs> The Flash has had a lot of issues with it, right? Like it was in uh, pre-production hell for like three or four years. It's part of the DC uh, extended universe that has been sort of spluttering along for the last eight, nine, ten years. Uh, so this is the, the 2023 release Flash, which was made – well, originally was released, uh, set for release in 2018. Yeah. That's crazy. They held on to it for five fucking years. Yeah, so the pandemic got in the way. Ezra Miller, I think we if you haven't heard, you know. The Go- guy who plays The Flash. Yeah, Google it, nerds. He's had a lot of problems. We're not going to go into it here. Uh, all spoilers, no facts. That's this podcast. Um, it seems like the story changed around a bit because other things were happening in other films in the DC universe, mm. so it got changed around. Just a huge amount of problems. I, this film, to me, was actually the story was really enjoyable, and there's some really good scenes. And if you're a fan of the Flash, mm. like the comic book or mm. the character at all, like I am, I think for the most part they do a pretty good job of telling a pretty good Flash story here. Like, I didn't know much about the Flash at all, so I came in very um, ignorant, ignorant, ignorant mm. of what it was about. But I know, I know. I that you love the flash and for someone who doesn't know the story and the origin stuff of the flash i felt it was very easy to follow and i felt like the story was interesting Hmm. there is some really fun 
um, time travel stuff within yeah. it, which I kind of really like. Like uh, sci-fi wise, I'm a big nerd for that stuff mm. and I thought it was really good. They reference back to the future a in, lot. in the yeah. film a lot yeah. and I think that's the vibe they're going for. I think they like on the whiteboard it would have said superhero back to the future. Mm. I think that's the type of film that they were trying to make. I forget to – I always love when you do um, uh, like – when you change something slightly from the past, how much it can affect the future. Mm. Like when I uh, there's oh, what's the there's a James Franco movie based on the JFK uh, JFK assassination mm. um, written by Stephen King, and I think it's actually called like twenty three eleven sixty three, right? Um, and it's um, oh, it's a really good like the fucking premise is fantastic. Um, there's a diner, like real time. There's a diner that he goes to, and if you walk into like the the um, pantry uh, or the cool room of this diner, right. you get transported back to 1960. So it's three years before um, uh, JFK was shot. Mm-hmm. Like you just get, and there's no. And who's JFK? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> JFK, it's the Kennedy, um, but we don't, but the, it's such a good like. This is what I love about Stephen King stuff is that there's no explanation. We don't need to know that it's a fucking, you know, it's a paradox and it's a slider situation. Just this don't is explain it. Explain it too much. Like, yeah, the time the, travel doesn't matter. The thing does time travel. It's fine. Why is it three years? Who knows? Doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just this is the facts of the story. Is that you walk in? It's 1960 and. He, uh, the James Franco character, tries to um, stop Kennedy being shot. Mm. That's his whole thing. Right. And uh, spoiler alert: he does manage to get, like, basically, they still try and kill him, but mm. he survives. Right. And then when he goes back to the real world, there's been a nuclear holocaust because right. something happened where they couldn't sort out that kind of thing with the Russians, mm-hmm. and it's just fucked the entire world. So Dave K needs to die, right? Um, but just that one little, like it's not a little thing. It's a president didn't die, but you'd think that Dave K not dying would be a good thing because he would have not made Vietnam happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he was really into sort of, um, you know, ending segregation and, and, and yeah, yeah, he was a very rights. progressive president. Progressive, time, yeah. yeah. But him dying anyway. So that's really so. In this film, it's a similar thing where he has to go back in time. Like he goes back in time to um, because his mother gets murdered and his father is um, framed for it. Yeah. Um, And the reason why is because the father, um, they're making tomato sauce and she forgot the tomatoes. So the husband goes to the store to get the tomatoes. And while he's gone, the mother that gets murdered. Mm -hmm. And because there's no proof that he went and got the tomatoes – Ever, which is crazy, but um, like they can't see his face on camera, all this stuff. He can't, uh, he's in jail, but so he goes back in time to get the tomatoes. That's all he did. He just put tomatoes in the mum's He trolley. initially goes back in time to try and save his, like, yeah. his mum, and then works out that, like, he can just do something because he has a conversation with. Bruce, with Bruce Wayne, with yeah. Batman, before, like going, I could go back and change everything for the good. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck says, Don't. You can't. 
Like yeah. and as much like and he's like as much as I know hmm. you want to, you've hmm. got to wear like you know you. Our scars. He is warned what, him. He's he like, says like our scars is what makes us buried. You know, like you can't yeah, go. But back there's and a try. butterfly effect. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, essentially, he says there's a butterfly effect. Blah blah blah. Barry goes back and does it anyway because he loves his mum, and he realizes that like he's his thought process is if I just change a small thing, yeah. like making sure that mum has tomatoes at home, mm. then dad won't go to the supermarket to buy the tomatoes, which means that when the killer comes, my dad will be there. Yeah, or the killer will not kill my mom because mm. it's, yeah and that's what happens but then when he goes back and does that he goes to see his mom mm. um and then bumps into his self mm. at the age of 18 and then they kind of realize like oh shit like mm. like barry realizes that he's completely fucked the universe <laughs> by yeah. going back in time and then the rest of the movie is all about basically trying to because then he might not be the flash and all sort of stuff and yeah then- so it, it's all about trying to get back to the equilibrium of the beginning of the story now there have been huge amounts of criticism towards this film i think we'll just like yeah go through them one by one mm. one is ezra miller being the star yeah it yeah. fucked at the release yeah i yeah. mean the film already exists he's a fairly problematic dude now um so like i could understand why that would put you off the film but if you Mm. put that to one side his performance is actually really good he's really good (laughs) he's actually really good in it yeah the cgi people are just ragging on how cheap the cgi looks but not everywhere and this is what i said like there's a lot of cgi that's perfect but then there's just little little bits and it's almost like i said to you when we're watching it i was like it's almost like they were making this proper film and then when they were in post-production, like they had done the majority of the CGI mm. and then when they were in post-production, it got, they got wind that it's not going to be released so they just shelved it. The story is that like because they, it changed around so much, by the time they'd gone back to do a final run of CGI, there wasn't actually enough CGI artists on earth to do like to deal with the amount of demand there is because all films are so CGI heavy – there aren't enough CGI studios on earth to keep up with the demand. I don't <laughs> so the know. Stuff that, I'm just telling you what the story is out, See, out in the I, world, right? I so, reckon. Well, I this is know. what Warner Brothers said and this is well, – and also CGI houses have said the same thing as well is that they, they have co- like a year, year and a half backlog of stuff. They couldn't shelve it for another six months to get the CGI perfect. Um, I, I think by because – I don't you, think they gave a shit. Yeah, but other people – so David Zasloff or whatever is the new head of – Warner Brothers and then another guy had come in to look after HBO Max and all that sort of thing. So all the DC TV shows have essentially been axed. Um, They brought in James Gunn to reboot the DC movies. So I think this Flash movie was just a fucking pain in everybody's ass. And so they had just gotten to the point where they were like, just release it Mm -hmm. the way that it is. It's fine. Whatever. And then we'll move on, you know. The other criticism is that the flat, the ending of the film isn't really an ending. Like, people wanted an ending to that DC mm. universe. Uh, I couldn't give a shit because most of the films were terrible. Mm. I thought the ending was really cool. I loved how this film – I loved how they dealt with Barry's story. That's That Barry story mm. about his mum and his dad being in jail, that's almost in every iteration of mm. The Flash, like in the comics, in the TV show – and so it's a really good story. They did that really well. What I did like about this film, outside of that story, like the the main arc, is sort of 
how fun the film is. Like you get Michael. It's Ke- really fun. So when he goes back in time, he's in a different. U- so essentially, like when a time disruption happens, it makes different universes happen, and the Batman in that universe is Michael Keaton, nineteen eighty nine, which is the Batman, best. but he's old and yeah. haggard and is like yeah. retired and yeah. like Barry manages to drag him out of retirement to go on this mission to try and find who they think is Superman but it turns out to be Supergirl but I also like the fact that there's like a crossover of superheroes but it's only mm. like three yeah it's just the Flash Batman and Supergirl and they're yeah. the three people don't need all of them for this yeah one. you don't need a 112 superhero crossover thing to like yeah. it felt even though there's like a lot of in the final sort of battle scene, there's a lot of CGI and a lot of people happening. Mm. It's still quite a small story, like even was, though it's like time travel and all yeah. that sort of stuff. It really is just about Barry and his two friends and his other version of himself trying to mm. <clears throat> rectify the universe back to where it was And I think that's good right? because I reckon they didn't invite all the other people in because they were like, oh, when we do the second, third, fourth flash – then we can kind of do that and then there isn't going to be one because this actor sounds like a fucking loose unit yeah. and they don't want to use him again and they'll have to find another Flash to be. But he was quite silly and fun in it. Like he's a good actor but obviously he's a, like – I couldn't even get to the bottom of why he's such a fuckhead because like when I was looking uh, at his he Wikipedia – He he's sent just, messages to – Yeah, like there's, there's a, a bunch of stuff. sexual – uh, yeah. So allegedly, he has sent sexual material to underage people, and he was like in trouble for like like I think there was like a assault charges and like thre- like girlfriend strangling he did the his old girlfriend. Chris uh, Delia Delila, whatever his oh, name. Oh yeah, was. Chris Del- Delia. Delia. Chris yeah. yeah. But then also like yeah, assault. You can stuff take screenshots. And, yeah, like he was um <laughs> yeah, just a real fuckhead. So you don't obviously you don't want to support him and that ruins the film, which is a shame because it's a good film. And the Michael Keaton part about it is so fucking good and yeah. fun and and it's it's great. And then the whole like the fa- like towards the end where we find out that he's um so he's 18-year-old self from that from that um universe or that time mm-hmm. place um is obsessed with saving his mother but he can't do it like it's like it's such a it's like you can't whatever you do whatever you do if you save your mother you'll never like the world is going to end yeah the because, whole film comes to a point of yeah. barry having to reconcile and this is always the same thing in every flash origin story is that he has to reconcile with the fact that he can't save his mom because if he does a whole bunch of other bad shit's yeah. going to happen. So then, in, like, the scene that makes the film for me is that he goes back mm. and essentially takes the tomatoes out of his mum's trolley. It mm. sounds stupid, but trust me, it's great. He takes the tomatoes out of his mum's trolley mm. and then has this sort of weird, it's this, like, faux conversation where his mum just thinks that she's talking to this sort of troubled youth mm. <laughs> sort of thing, but he's actually saying goodbye to mm. his mum, he gets to say goodbye to his mum. Mm. It's a really affecting scene, especially Sweet. for a superhero film. Yeah. You just don't see, you know, I've watched all 29 of the MCU films or whatever. I've watched all the DC films on a couple of occasions. You don't get this amount of humanity in mm. those films. You know, but it's, besides, it's kind of more genuine. Yeah, besides the last Avengers film where, like, you know, black they kill off Black Widow and 
Tony sacrifices, like Iron Man sacrifices mm. himself. Mm. That's it. That's kind of all you get in like 29 films. They tried to do a little bit of it in the last Guardians of the Galaxy film and kind of succeeded. But I would say that this Flash film succeeds from the get-go. It feels very human mm. and I really like Yeah, he's saying goodbye story. to his mum and let, basically letting her go to be murdered because that's the only way because – it's it. They try it a million times to try and hmm. fix even it, Affleck and it as, as Batman in in this. It's like he's, good. he's shows up a couple of times. Yeah, he seems more fun. Seems like he's having fun. Yeah. the conversation he has as Bruce Wayne with Barry Allen, he's really paternal and mm. how Batman is. Like Batman always gets like portrayed now as like, oh, he's a psychopath. He could just like donate all of his money and actually fix. <laughs> Fuck off, man. Like. He's a good person who has good morals mm. and, like, yeah, he's a bit gruff, but, like, at the end of the day, he's a good dude. And, like, that comes across in this film as well. I like happy, justice-filled DC comics, and this film has that energy. It's a shame that, like, we're yeah. not going to see any more of this, although James Gunn taking over DC should help things. But anyway, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it three grumps. Only three? Yeah. Because it's really? not the best film of all time, and there's. I, I would think out of five, I would have thought you were giving it four grumps the way you no. talk about it. Yeah, because I really, really enjoyed it. But there are things that are like the CGI is bad. I mean, there, there are times where, you know, essentially Barrett, like, um, uh, what's the actor's name again? That plays the play? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller right. is essentially acting across from himself, but he's not. You can see that they're not looking at each other. Like just simple continuity <laughs> things like that, where it's like, it does take you out of it. All the the Kara, like the, all the um, Supergirl stuff looks very very cheap. Like it's, it will take people out of the film. Like it, that's lazy film for the amount of money that gets spent on these films. That's yeah. lazy filmmaking to not have that stuff fixed. Yeah, I I felt like it was lazy. That's uh, like I know you're saying it was a. There was had a there was <laughs> they had a, a minimal amount of CGI people to fix it. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but also just it just felt like they were like, oh, no one's gonna see this film. Let's just, it's almost like they were like, oh, no one's gonna see this film. We'll just just get it finished and put it on a shelf, and we'll just forget about it. And then when they decided to release it, no one actually went through it again. Yeah, that's and double exactly checked what it feels like, like. So Did that's you? why I'm not gonna like give it some four intern? or five stars right. because it's like. <laughs> it's as much as I enjoyed the story and yeah. thought, like, you know, there I've been waiting. I've been waiting since I was six. I bought my first Flash comic to see a Flash movie. You know, like mm. when. So I think probably a star of the three stars is just the fact that there's a Flash movie <laughs> for me. You know, but anyway, I gave it three grumps. What did you give it, Bob? I'll give it three grumps too. I thought it was really funny. Um, I thought it was really yeah. I thought I thought it was really funny and. Um, like I had to, I have to lose a whole star because the lead in it is a psychopath. Like I still, that still, it was hard for me to to not um, like. It's like if I'm watching like a Bill Cosby mm. like special, like I can't disassociate a, a psychopath with you know, yeah, yeah, what they're in. So yeah, I give it a three as well. But in terms of entertaining, it was good, and it's a shame. Because I feel like the next movie or something could have been, you know, is mm. quite interesting. Like the whole mm. thing about 
The fact that he needs to eat heaps after he does flashings. <laughs> yeah, because he's like because he's a psychopath, and then like yeah. negative carbohydrates yeah. all the time because yeah. he's just using them up. Constantly. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a lot of funny bits about it. You know what I mean? But it's yeah, good. It's all right, let's move on to the big movie Barbie. Yeah, um, Ryan Gosling, best actor today. Yeah, you keep saying this. I love. Surely him. he would be best supporting actor. Oh uh, yeah, right? maybe. I don't know. I think if he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, that's fine. Best Actor. Because Best Supporting Actors, this is the thing, for a comedy, you will win a Best Supporting Actor. No, nothing from Barbie's going to get nominated. But as a comedy, best, best, like, best Actor, Best Actress for a comedy is like impossible. Yeah. But that's why they go supporting. But he should win it. He's so funny in it. Every joke hits with him. And he is having fun and just the silliness. He's such an idiot. Like Robert Downey I, Jr. for Oppenheimer will win that award. You can already tell by the way the like variety and stuff right about it. It's like he's owed one, you know. He's yeah, been around for so long. Yeah, it's his like lifetime achievement Academy Award, you know. Yeah, but I just not I just think right because he I think because he's so handsome and because it's like a silly character that people will go, oh whatever. And I'm like, no man. The fact that comedy's hard, man, mm, and the mm. fact that he hit every note, and there was a bunch of stuff you could tell, like the script is the script and the direction is the direction. But I bet there was a bunch of little things that he did, little looks, little winks, little like, um, you know, like flex of the muscles, which was him adding it to it. Mm. And the director's gone, yeah, leave that in. That's funny. Like he has such good timing and sense, and I feel like. I don't know, like, if anyone, like, I don't know, like, if you run through a bunch of people like James Franco, Brad Pitt, all these, like, hot guys or whatever, like, I don't know anyone else who would have had the... Um, Jared Leto, he seems like a funny guy. Yeah, right? I, I, I just don't know another actor that would have been able to do this as well as he did. Yeah. It was just spot on. And she's... Great in it. I mean, Margot Robbie, like, God, I just, I can't handle how gorgeous she is. And in every interview, she's like so sweet. Mm. She's just, it makes me, I'm like, how her and Chris Hemsworth, absolute Adonises. And in every interview, they're like beautiful people. It's because they're bloody Australian, mate. Man, more as he goes. It's because they're bloody Australian. Gold, you know, gold, gold for Australia. Another Karen Perkins in the fucking movie industry, right? Hugh Jackman. Uh, yeah. Another fucking sexy bastard. Super nice. But like I just can't, I just, it's it's infuriating. Hmm. Surely she's got to be bad at something. Like you've never seen Itonia. She's fantastic in that. Hmm. She is like... She can cry on demand, and but just like her voice work, you know, is so good. And oh man, just oh fucking, ugh, she's great. But uh, criticism, too much crying. There was too many moments where it was like, you know, Barbie had realization moments, and she would cry. And I really feel like they milked the fact that Margot Robbie's a good crier. Yeah, and they chucked it in, and I'm like. We don't need this. Stop with the fucking tears and crying. Mm. Yes, you're sad at this moment and, yes, it's an upsetting scene or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like I just felt like it was fucking annoying. Mm. Like well, you're still getting the point across. So too much acting in this film for you? Uh, just the crying bits were weird. <laughs> but the premise, I know like, I can imagine a lot of people walking away from this going, it's such an anti-man film and it's a feminist movie. And I'm like, yeah, what I'm you'd- furious. I was furious yeah, when right? I walked out of this film. <laughs> 
What people don't understand is that the, this film is it's against the. I know I sound like a cliche, men. but it's against men. No, yeah. it's not. No, it Shut is. up! You got you missed the point. Um, <laughs> yeah, let people know you're joking. Okay, I am joking. Great. I am actually. I'm a hundred percent joking. Great. They'll know that I'm joking when I give my fucking review. Okay, good. Uh, I a lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's anti-men, but I know I sound really cliche when I say this, but the film is against the patriarchy. And the patriarchy are the people that make things inaccessible to the rest. And I feel like women have been, you know, a victim of it for a long time. And the film outlined that men are also a victim of it. Mm. It's not – this film isn't anti-men. It's, anti, it's anti-patriarchy. It's anti the gatekeepers who keep all the normal people down mm. – and can't be themselves. They really highlight the that like there's a whole thing with Ken when he goes into the real world, and five minutes in the real world, he consumes. He turns into Joe Rogan. He turns into Joe Rogan. Five minutes in the real world, he is just shoved. His face is just shoved with all the things that you is typical of. This is what it means to be a man, and which is incorrect because a lot, and it's all like you know, golf, football, sports, horses, guns, cowboy, guns, cars, cars. Yeah. And I know plenty of men who are fucking manly as all fuck, you know, but they don't, they're not into cars, they're not into guns, and you can still be. And that's where I think it highlighted that, you know, that there are men who don't fall within the line of that that patriarchy of what it means to be a man and they they have suffered too and i don't it, it's a delicate I, sometimes i can't articulate myself well enough and there's someone who's you know like if you're you know like a, like a some people can probably smash my point of view on this because i can't articulate myself very well but i feel like this film does as much does you know does a lot for uh women and all that sort of stuff, but for men too. It's important for men to watch it and know mm. this is the pigeonhole that society wants to shove you in. So you should be just as mad at the fucking the top as we are because why should you have to conform mm. to their standards of what it means to be a man? Yeah, the message of the film is uh, inclusiveness. Yeah, so exactly. It, it's not... If you see anything else but that... You're crazy. Yeah. I think like the film talks- You're just looking for something to have a problem with. Yeah. The film comments on uh, stereotypes for both genders. It, it's like, it's a pretty amazing achievement in mm. filmmaking because it seems like almost the only way to get a film off the ground at the moment is to make an ad for an organization. I saw a fucking trailer for a film for Blackberry. Blackberry, the story. Remember Blackberries, the little fucking handheld phones? What? How could that be a story? Well, it is. Oh, God, we're fucking, we're fucked. I literally saw the trailer for it this morning on Instagram. I was like, oh, and the comments were hilarious. There was one guy who was like, uh, I bought my first Blackberry in a secondhand bin at a Telstra store in 2001 <laughs> and it immediately stopped working. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, look, I, look, a lot has been spoken about this film. Of course, uh, you know, as soon as uh, a film's a film is made by a woman about 
Well, it was written by a man and a woman. Okay, all right, yeah, but the director is a woman, and it's obviously, mm. it's obvious. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's seen as a female film. Feminist, like, yeah. Yeah, right? And it's got a feminist point of view and all that sort of thing. Um, so, of course, there are going to be dickheads who try and uh, capture the conversation about the film and turn it into a bullshit culture wars and all that sort of mm. thing. Um, but for me, watching the film, it's like, it's just funny. It's yeah. just a funny film. It's funny. And if you watch this film and can't, as a dude, can't mm. laugh at yourself the male characters yeah. in yeah. it and the step because for me personally i don't <laughs> there isn't really anything about all those sort of male stereotypes i don't identify with any of them so mm. it didn't like maybe that didn't mm. make me feel threatened or like anything men who like love that. horses but at the offended. end of the day like if you can't watch a film and have some jokes prodded at your sex and not be mm. able to laugh at that I mean, the whole Barbie character y- is prodding at us as yeah, at women exactly. as well. You know, like there is a whole thing about you know I'm gonna have a girls' night and like like have a sense of humor. It's it's wild that when you look at the far right, when when the left started going, yeah, we don't like these jokes about women and. We don't like when they started complaining. The right was like, they don't have a sense of humor. Go to any kind of like Herald Sun comment section. They're like, oh, get a sense of humor. No, you can't joke. make jokes anymore. Joke, Comedy's mate. dead. Comedy's dead. So then a comedy gets made, poking fun at men. <laughs> And yeah. they're like, whoa, this is fucked. This is <laughs> fucked. Anti-men. Anti-men. Mate, you guys were the ones saying that we needed to get a sense of humor. So we fucking did, cunt. We fucking did. And then a film like this gets made and now you're having – listen, Snowflake, you're having a fucking sook. Shut the fuck up. I think the film – Enjoy the film. I think the film is uh, anti-Mattel and yeah. anti-corporation more Alti- than – Anti-corporation, 100%. More than anything. 100%. I mean, the bad guys in the film yeah. are the board of Mattel. Yeah, which is all men. Which are all – yeah, which happen to be all men because that's just the way the fucking world – yeah. works right yeah. like what do women want in a barbie you know yeah. like there's just which is <laughs> just a funny joke the yeah. film is yes it makes some uh fairly basic sort of like um not not basic not to take away from it but it, it makes some comments about uh feminism and the patriarchy and all this mm. kind of stuff um which is all great and it's all true but mm. really at the heart of it the film is a really well acted very yeah. funny yeah Visually striking, yeah. well directed yeah. piece of cinema. Yeah, it's really that good. Is a, and my major point for the film, and the thing that keeps making me think about it, is mm. that it is essentially an ad for Mattel, mm. right? Like Mattel are all behind. Like you can in all the uh, all the credits after the film, Mattel, 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 Mattel. Mm. Like the tie-ins with the film are everywhere. Like as mm. we, as my, I went and saw it with my sister. And as we were walking into the cinema in like just our local um, shopping center, mm. every second store had Barbie something. Yeah, women right? are dressed so in like, pink, watching yeah, it. Pink. Like it's a big. So know. it's uh, like yes, the the cynic in me is like, well, yes, it's making all these good points, and uh, it's an amazing sort of achievement in you know feminist commentary in a film and all that sort of thing. Mm. But at the end of the day. It's still making a buttload of fucking money mm. <laughs> for Mattel, even though they're in mm. the film. But for the, essentially for Greta uh, Gerwig, yeah, 
to get away with the amount of shit that she gets away with in this film mm. and for it to essentially have been funded in some part by Mattel, that in itself is an achievement. Yeah. But really, it's just a fun – ignore that – my advice, yeah. if you're a dude listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch something like just ignore all the fucking bullshit conversation about the film and just watch it. It's just funny. Ignore the bullshit. It's just a watch f- it. It's just a funny. It's a funny, fun yeah. film that makes some really good points that need to be heard. Yeah. But you won't even. That'll just sort of wash over you. Like it's not. You're not gonna. Like not not that I should be really speaking to these kind of guys anyway. But if you're worried that like. You're gonna feel affronted as a man watching this film. Oh, shut up. You're not. Dude. Shut up. Listen. Just Unless fucking, you work on the board in Mattel, you, yeah. you're not going to be a Listen, just watch the fucking movie. Us, like, I've been watching superhero movies for fucking 10 years, okay? I've had to watch every fucking Spider Man, Batman, fucking Dick Man, whatever, okay? One fucking movie comes out Look, I called made you, Barbie. I, I made you watch that film, Dick Man, once. <laughs> and it wasn't a film. And it we was had your a dick. We had a, good, we had a good night after. Yay! Hey, woohoo! No. <laughs> but, like,. You know what I mean? Like, I've been watching superhero movies for 10 years. One film comes out called Barbie. Yeah. One fucking film. Mm. And everyone fucking loses their fucking dick. Yeah, which is kind of exact, is, which is the exact point that the film is yes. making. Right? <laughs> like, it's constant. Movies are constantly about, like, you know, like, me, like, gen, like, if you want to look at the stereotype of thing, you know, Superhero comic books has always been, and yes, women are into it now, especially. But mm. when you look at the stereotype of way back when, it has always been a male-dominated kind of genre, mm-hmm. and we've been dealing with it for so fucking long. Shut the fuck up and just go like. And if you haven't seen it, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. That's what makes me mad as well. When people talk about it, but you haven't seen it. How do you have all these comments and yeah. you're, oh, but I, you know, I listened to Joe Rogan and he talked about it and I listened to blah, blah, blah. Well, why don't you watch the film as a fucking person and make up your own mind? You're dead shit. Yeah. Also, Seriously. it's not that serious a movie. Like, it's, it's not. It's not that serious a movie. It's, it's fun. It, there shouldn't be this much discourse about essentially what is a fun family film that is made for females under 25. Like if yeah. it's part of it, like if you're looking at the four quadrants yeah. in advertising or whatever, this film is for females over 25 and under 25 for it to have a fun time yeah. and see themselves in a film. And, and like if you can't – like. It's just a good time. It's, it's a, a good time and <laughs> the thing is if you're – like I know that I'm kind of like, you know, I'm getting like yelling at people but the film, you know what, if you don't want to watch the film, it doesn't need you. It made a billion dollars. A billion dollars. I don't know. I don't think this is the first female-directed movie that's made a billion dollars at the box office. Hmm. So, you know what, if you don't like Barbie, they don't need you, mate. They're doing fine without you. Um, mate, I'm going to give uh, four and a half – four grumps. I'm giving four grumps. Yeah, Point Break didn't make a billion dollars. Is that directed by a woman? Hmm. Oh, a, a billion? No. Yeah. No. Should Point have. Break. Yeah. No. Utah. No. Make it two. No. No. How many grumps? Ah, now I'm just thinking about Point Break. I give mm. Point Break five grumps. No. And I give this film. That's the first Point Break, not the second Point Break. Second Point Break, I give half a grump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was a second one. Fucking sucks so hard. Oh, good. Uh, the whole time you're just like, God, I love Patrick Swayze yeah. so much. Um, uh, I think I'm going to give Barbie four grumps. Okay. 
because I laughed a lot. Yeah. And I was watching it with my sister and It lost a fucking star because of the crying. Oh, I just don't think moments of crying was annoying. I don't think it's like in the upper echelons of movies ever made, you know? Like I think people have a tendency to sort of like uh, be very hyperbolic about things in the moment. You mm. know, this is the greatest film ever made. This is the most important film ever made. I don't think it's either of those things, mm. but I think it's a really good film that makes some really good comments in a really funny way mm. about conversations that we should probably be having. It's more really of good in conversations at the moment. Yeah, really good, and uh, and the cast is fucking great. The cast is like, fantastic. Kate McKinnon. Like, yeah, Kate McKinnon's Will fantastic. America, America Ferrara. Yeah, is yeah, there? yeah. Uh, she's Rhea awesome. Perlman's in it. Fucking Marla. That's Rhea Perlman. Oh, no, Carla. Carla, yeah, Rhea Perlman. Oh, Carla from Cheers. I couldn't place Mate, who it was. It's she's Rhea got a Perlman. renaissance. Yeah, Danny yeah, DeVito yeah. had his renaissance. Now she's got hers. It's great. Yeah. But they're not together um, Or are they? They sort of break nah, up and get thought, back together Yeah, I thought that they they still separated. Um, I need to go to the who bathroom so bad. Date? I'm going to wet myself. Who else, is, like, who else are they going to find? Just from a height perspective, they need to go out with yeah. each other. All right, you're going to piss your pants? I'm going to piss my pants. I'm so pretty. All right, let's leave it there. Okay. Bye, everybody. Uh, oh, no, well, thank you for listening, everyone. We love you so much. Yes. Let us know if you want us to watch something, uh, a TV show, something yes, that we, we would normally watch, something that's new that's just come out. Let us know. We've got so all the streaming stuff. For the next episode, I think we're going to do the after party, which Dan Hall got in contact yeah, with yeah, us yeah, we're and watch suggested. That. Yeah. Uh, so and then something else. Yeah. So, and we'll we'll do something else. Yeah. Something maybe a bit newer than that. Yeah. But uh, um, check us out on Instagrams and We're stuff on the like Instagrams. That. We're on threads. Kelly yeah. Fastuka, Damien. And Gibson, yep. we should probably start making our own. I don't know. I can't think about that right now. I'm going to wet myself. Yeah. But cool. um, i got to go. But thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for your nice words. And share. Tell people, you know, download. Do Tell all the people, share, all that stuff. All right. I love you. Love you too. Bye.